0: It's the Richard Sherman podcast presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up and there's no place better to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code RS and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 and last like First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: The volume.
2: Welcome, welcome back to the Richard Sherman podcast. I got to my guy, Mitch Eisenstein.
0: My goodness, Mitchell. Upsets are not... <laughs> I think it's I don't think it is upsets, Rich. I think this is reality. I think we're facing reality and uh we're far enough along in the season. Some teams are battling adversity with injuries. You see the Niners, you know, battling adversity with injuries. Um but I think the the Cream is starting to rise to the the top here, Rich. Let's start in Buffalo, you know, a team that is uh been playing at a high level all season against your your favorites I know you love the Jets um but they just couldn't get it done today Rich talk to me about the about that game
2: oh um, it, it was interesting it was back and forth um you know some of the most pivotal plays came when Mike White was out of the game you know obviously Flacco had a had a fumble um that gave Buffalo the ball in Jets territory that was a huge play in the ball game and uh just some uncharacteristic mistakes by the defense but Buffalo played well the conditions it was cold it was a cold game but the Jets still holding on to the final playoff spot. They still have hope. They're gonna they're gonna be all right. Mike White, you know, had to go to the hospital. They thought his rib was broken, but he, he boarded the team playing, so that's positive news for them. Donovan Knight is still having a really good season. I mean, he was a he, he was a nobody, he was a no name, you know, going in, and now he's a really important part of their offense. Quentin Williams, two sacks, eleven on the season from the D tackle position. You'd be talking about defense player of the year any other season. But they, you know, he obviously went out with a with a with a calf injury, hopefully nothing too serious. But Josh Allen held 16 for 147, a touchdown, 10 rushes, 47. Uh, Greg Rousseau, two sacks. It was a winnable game, but you know, that's how division games are. They're greedy, they're grimy. Um, you know, and it's on to the next. But uh, I think it was it still shows good hope, you know, it still shows positive things for both teams. Uh obviously Buffalo four straight wins. They're feeling good about themselves. But I'm just trying to figure out, Mitchell,
0: how did your Detroit Lions beat the Minnesota Vikings? Mitchell? I was waiting for this day, Rich. I have I, been waiting a long time. I, I'm rocking the Honolulu Blue. I, I got a Detroit Lion uh, shirt on. I don't know where Mitchell, this was Mitchell in my how, how long did it take to dust that thing off, Mitchell? I dude, I had to wash it twice, man. It's been sitting in there for so <laughs> long. But I mean, God bless it. They look good, Rich. I mean, all week long. You know, we're hearing about it. They make national news as one of the first five and seven teams to be a favorite against a 10-2 and two. My Minnesota Vikings team. I mean, going in, two-point favorites. I saw they were as high as two-and-a-half-point favorites before kickoff, and they showed why. Right out the gates. I mean, dude, this team is getting – they're healthy, Rich, which I think is, is probably the most vital thing, right? I mean, this team, they got Jamison Williams back. Quick hit touchdown, first uh, touchdown of the game. I'm excited, man, but I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about him because I've been drinking the Kool-Aid for far too long.
2: Well, Mitchell, well, Mitchell, Lions offense has been fun all season. They've been fun. It would have been really great if they could have got some of those one-score games and and won those. They seem to not be able to pull those out. The Thanksgiving game against Buffalo being the most recent. But they've scored 25 points, 25-plus. in five straight games. That that's a good offense. You know, they, they've won five of the last six. They're rolling. Jared Goff is looking like a good guy. He's looking like D- he wants Detroit to not draft a quarterback in the first round next year. But will Detroit listen to him and think they they're all right and, and go for another position? Who knows? But they they're feeling really good about him. He had 27 to 39 uh for 330 and three touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, DJ Chark had a really productive game, six for ninety-four. Aiden Hutchinson had a sack. And like you said, Jamison Williams had the touchdown. They look good. But if you would have told me before this game that Kirk Cousins, 31 of 41 for 425 and two touchdowns, no interception. Justin Jefferson has a franchise record. 11 catches for 223. Mitchell, I don't see them losing that game. And they lost it by double digits. Mitchell, what is going on? Are they
0: like they don't want to play no defense? Richard, you know, being a Detroit Lions fan, another Detroit Lions fan can sympathize with me on this. The Kirk Cousins stat line is eerily similar to what Matt Stafford used to put up in Detroit, right? These these gaudy, Madden-like numbers and double-digit losses. You know, the, the Lions got ahead. They put pressure on the Vikings. The Vikings were playing behind all day, you know, and Kirk Cousins just had to sling the rock to try to play catch-up. And guess what happens when you do that, Rich? You put up these fantastic numbers that if someone didn't watch the game, they'd think, how the heck does a team not win with that stat line? It's because the Detroit Lions played aggressive all game, and they put their foot on the Vikings' neck. This is what Dan Campbell's been preaching all season long, but he's doing it smart now, right? I mean, it was a little risky, you know, going forward on fourth down from your own 26 on a fake punt. But that sealed the game. I mean, he's not doing these crazy fourth and five, you know, conversions that he was doing earlier in the season. He's playing to his team strengths, and that's, you know, controlling the clock, you know, running the football, taking your deep shots. I mean, Jared Goff is something I I never thought he would be, and that's a very capable quarterback. And I think the Lions just might have to extend him, Rich. I never, ever, ever thought I would be saying that.
2: Mitchell, they may have to, and they can continue to build their defense up, uh, maybe get another pass rusher in the draft. because. Offensively, they look good. They look like they have the pieces. They'll continue to mature. They'll continue to 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 get better. And it, you know, you got to feel good about Dan Campbell. Obviously, the season started really, really rocky. People were calling for his job, and things have evened out. Uh, but then you got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. This looked like a route, Mitchell, and then it wasn't.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean, we were, we were texting throughout the game, and it was it got away quick. And, and yeah, Denver right. put themselves in that hole. It was something that. We talked about last week. I mean, you come out slow against this Kansas City Chiefs team, and, and people are going to laugh you right off the field. And we saw some of those emotions starting to boil over. I mean, Jerry Judy was it was going nuts. I thought he should have gotten kicked out of the game, frankly, for contact. Yeah, he's and definitely going to so, get some mail. I'm sure he will. I'm surprised he didn't get kicked out of the game, but it's a good thing he didn't, having three touchdowns on the game after that. But – yeah. You know, Rich, this just goes to show you what what the Broncos have been dealing with all season. They just can't seem to figure it out. It's great that they put 28 on the board today, but in a losing effort. I mean,
2: I mean, you got to give them credit. They they got better. You know, this is the time where most teams would fold against a team like that. Down 28-0, you would think a team gives up. Russell Wilson, you, you're praying for his health, you know, went down with uh, with an obvious concussion. Uh, and, it you know, it looked really severe. But before that, he was playing his best game of the season. Um, threw for 247, two touchdowns, four rushes for 57 touchdowns. You I mean 57 yards. That's that's something we hadn't seen earlier in the season. And that was him, you know, taking control. And that's him showing his team he's all in. Um, Jerry Judy, like you said, three receive, receiving touchdowns. Josie Jewell, two interceptions, and Patrick Sertan, the second, PS2, finally got him a book. He's 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 on the board. Um, and that's that's concern for the Kansas City Chiefs because they they collapsed a bit in the second half. You know, they they 28-0, they were up. And then the next 21 points go to the Denver Broncos and three interceptions for Patrick Mahomes. Like that's uncharacteristic, especially at this time of the year. Uh Jarek McKinnon had a really great game. Everybody's gonna see the highlight where Pat Mahomes just tosses it up blindly and Jarek McKinnon takes it for the long touchdown. Uh, but you but you're concerned because it's still reckless ball. You know, he's getting away with it. He's he's he, he he's not getting away with it at times. But you're concerned when, when that defense gives up 21 uh, unanswered points. The offense kind of gets stagnant in the second half. But again, the Broncos have lost 14 straight to the Kansas City Chiefs. So apparently as nothing has changed, Travis Kelsey, 10,000 career yards You know, for a tight end. Fewest, fewest games to reach it by a tight end. Obviously been balling for a long time. Um, but again, we're praying for Russell Wilson's health what 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 Seattle just cannot
0: stop the run like good night Mitchell we're gonna move to Seattle quickly here Rich I I hate to say I kind of saw this coming I mean again we kind of go back to this being that point in the season where we look at teams that are potentially fraudulent I don't want to call Seattle fraud I like their team I I think they have a heck and they're battling injuries but They were bound to get caught by one of these losses eventually, Rich. They've been flirting with it. They flirted with the Rams last week, and they finally got caught. I mean, talk to me. Are you nervous with Seattle going down the stretch? Because it's do or die now, Rich. I mean, I'm not nervous, but I'm not confident. You know, I'm just
2: not confident in the defense. Offensively, they're getting it done. They're still scoring points. This is probably Geno's worst game, and he still threw for three touchdowns. He threw those two interceptions. One of them, he thought it was a free play. Uh, I think the, the the refs missed one, uh, but his receivers are, are looking good. You know, six straight game for Tyler Lockett with a touchdown. Marquise got, I mean, Marquise Goodwin had his best game, five catches for 95 yards and a touchdown looked really good. He's, he's creating another Avenue for them, but they cannot run the ball. They can't run the ball and they can't stop the run. Like that's, that's the worst thing you can pretty much have Mitchell. You can't, you can't not be able to run the ball and not be able to stop the run. Like, That's going to be hard every game. uh, Carolina rushes for 224 yards. You know, you're talking about every week they're giving up astronomical numbers rushing the football. And then you have the San Francisco 49ers coming in on a short week. And they're going to run the ball. Christian McCaffrey's coming off his best
0: game as a San Francisco 49ers. A lot of long runs. And they're going to feed him. You already lost Rashad Penny. This is a game they desperately needed Rashad Penny. With Kenneth Walker the third being out this game, they lose their one-two punch. Travis Homer's never been that guy, you know, pretty much a, a third down back by nature with his game, and, and he's expected to tote the rock. That's They're left in a very tough position, and, and if K-9's not back on Thursday Night Football, it might be uh, a pretty tough game for him. I mean, the Niners... Looking to get more out of this NFL season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. Every Monday night, I love picking my favorite props and building a same-game perfect for Monday Night Football. This week, we're going with the Patriots, minus one and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. And we're gonna also jump in on the over of 43 and a half. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action also with great offers, boosts just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code RS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. A T and T.
0: Let's talk about the Niners real quick, because they look, they look different, Rich, and I'm sure you can agree with that. Yeah, Mitchell, they look pretty good. <laughs> Mitchell I had to. It's just low hanging fruit. I had to. look. They
2: look great. The kid, the kid looked great. And, and there are people saying that Kyle is opening his playbook more for this kid than he did for Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it's a totally different game. He's tossing it up. He got Christian and McCaffrey out wide, running go routes, tossing it up to him. He's throwing double moves to Brandon Ayuk on the outside. We hadn't seen that all season, pretty much. Like a little a bit underthrown, but hey, touchdown right before the half. We'll take it. And then you watch him scramble for a touchdown. Like, that's a dynamic that, that Jimmy G could not have brought, you know, in that situation. You're, you're, you're looking for a touchdown. He created more time, found a lane, made a guy miss, scored a touchdown. Then defensively, my goodness. Nicholas John Bosa went sackless this game, unfortunately, but they held him scoreless in the first half. They gave up a touchdown in the second half, but they played phenomenal. Drake Greenlaw, man, he looks like an all pro. If it wasn't for all pro Fred, you'd be talking about all pro Drake. Big play, Dre, is making huge plays week in and week out. I mean, D'Amador Le- Lenore is playing really solid football quietly. He's been starting for the past couple games uh, since they, you know, got banged up. And E-Man went out and, and Verrett went out. And, you know, we got to figure out what's happening with Dante Johnson because, you know, their depth is getting kind of kind of slim right now. But he's playing really good football. He's aggressive. He's tackling well. And they really happened. And then your boy Talanoa Ufanga, Jimmy Ward. Uh, Tayshon Gibson had an interception today, a big play. You don't see a lot of weaknesses to this team. And, and Kyle Shanahan, if it wasn't for Sirianni and the Eagles going 12-1 right now and playing unbelievably, we'd be talking about Kyle Shanahan for coach of the year, being able to get to his third string quarterback and, and, and beat the GOAT 35-7. to Like, nobody are 38, 35-7. Like, nobody's talking about that.
0: They've had every reason, Rich, to just start waving that white flag. You know, every excuse in the world. And they just keep rising and rising and rising. I mean, this is serious, serious story developing right in front of our eyes. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant. Rich, this guy was drafted with the last pick in the draft and is now called upon to lead arguably the hottest team in the NFL down the stretch. Brock yeah, and and he's not and he's
2: not just a, a passenger on the ship. He's slinging a rock like he had three touchdowns in the first half. He ran one in, he threw for two. Scored right before the half. He's playing with a lot of confidence. You hear it every week. His teammates are glowing about, you know, the command he's taking in the huddle, joking about, you know, how he's yelling and cursing out receivers and getting guys settled in the huddle, you know, to shut up. But, I mean, that's what you want from a quarterback. You want guys to take command, be confident, and they feel good about him. You know, but I don't want to be controversial, Mitchell. (laughs) But almost the worst thing that could happen for the 49ers right now is Brock Purdy takes them to a Super Bowl and win it. Mitchell, <laughs> if Brock Purdy takes the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl and wins it, I'm going to I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get off Twitter till at least September because <laughs> the you're going to have the biggest conflict for 49ers fans in the history. They're barely going to be able to enjoy the Super Bowl championship. The quest for six will be finally over, but all you will hear about is them arguing about Brock Purdy Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, (laughs) and and what do you do? Mitchell, it's not a problem I want, but it's the problem Kyle Shanahan will have, and he'll want it. Win a Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) Good promise to have, baby. It certainly is. I mean, obviously you played under him, Rich. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is is a mastermind. The way he simplifies the offense to allow some guy, a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy to come in here and, and play solidly you know and to dominate against Tom Brady I mean it's just unbelievable to see but they seem to be cursed by this old injury bug Debo Samuel it looked like a pretty pretty gruesome injury but we're hearing now that he did not suffer any serious knee injury it's more of an ankle uh twist at some point in time like how do you overcome all of this? Because Debo's theoretically going to be out at least a couple weeks, I would assume, you know. Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, they did not stop scoring
2: when Debo Samuel went out. I want to say they scored that.
0: maybe a few plays later. I
2: The way they overcome it is with the weapons they had. They had a, 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 a plethora. They had an abundance. They had a, a, a smorgasbord of riches. <laughs> and they still do without Debo Samuel. You still got to – now you're going to see guys like George Kittle come back into the fold. And get more targets. You're going to see Brandon Iu like you saw, get more targets and be involved. You're going to saw, see Ray-Ray McLeod. Uh, Danny Gray got involved late in the game. They're going to try to get him going again, you know, the speedster. And and you're going to see Kyle Shanahan again overcome it. You know, when we played in, the, in 2019, we lost two tackles for almost 10 games in a season. You don't lose two tackles for 10 games and go to a Super Bowl. I don't, I, not in the National Football League. And we did. We lost, we had so many injuries that year. They always find a way to win. They always find a way to overcome. That's what, six six games straight?
0: Six wins straight? Like, they're hottest fish grease right now, Mitchell. It's going to be tough to beat. On the other side of the token is this NFC South division. Someone's got to win it, Rich. And unfortunately, we got to talk about it. But I want to start with the Bucs and what we're seeing with Tom Brady, which what could be the last season of his career. Uh, obviously, I don't think there's much debate. He's the GOAT. But... He looks human right now, Rich. Uh, your thoughts on Tom? Well, he looks human because
2: he, he doesn't have his starting right tackle, is all-pro, pro-bowl right tackle. Uh, his left tackle has been very, you know, consistent for the last two years is going through something. You know, it's been personal, he says. He's a friend. The offensive line, uh, you, lost, you lost Jensen early. You got so many injuries, so he doesn't have the time to throw the ball. His connection with the receiver just seems off. You know, in training camp, a lot of them were injured. He, he He's not seeming like he has the same rapport with them. And defensively, they just didn't play good enough today. They didn't play good enough. You lost Vita Vea earlier in the game, and he's a huge part of what they do. He's a enormous, literally and figuratively, a enormous part of what they do. And when you lose a guy like that, it's just like the Philadelphia Eagles when they lost Jordan Davis. The whole, entire defense changed, and they had to go get Linval Joseph. They had to go get an Sue. And then to shore it up until Jordan Davis comes back. And it was just unfortunate. They, they gave up plays everywhere. You know, it was just uncharacteristic unchar- plays everywhere around the field. And, and you hate to see it, you know, um, especially with Tom. But, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But they, they, they're just not playing good enough. And they're still going to be in the playoffs. You know, I mean, the Carolina Panthers are looking really
0: good. They're, they're on a roll. You may see them in the playoffs. Who knows? Well, that's just it. I mean, the Bucs are playing the Bengals next week. The road's just not getting any easier for this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to be heavy underdogs in that game going into it in a must-win situation. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers appear to be the one team in this division that actually wants to win it. And they go on the road and get a huge win in Seattle. And they're sticking to their identity, which is just run the football and let's hope Sam Darnold doesn't turn the ball over. But they look halfway decent. I mean... Tam
2: Darnold's playing pretty good football. I mean, he's not throwing for crazy astronomical numbers, but he's, he's being smart with the football. He's running it when he has to. He's being conservative with the football. And then you got J.C. Horn, interception. Could have had him two today, playing unbelievable football. It looks like he's found his footing. C.J. Henderson ha- had an interception and almost had him a second. So you also have young guys developing, you know, young guys yeah. who, who had a lot of promise, had a lot of potential, playing up to that potential. And that's huge as well. And then you, of course, have Brian Burns. You got Shaq. Uh, you got Shaq. You got you got a bunch of uh, talent on that defense and a bunch of pride. And those guys, they they smell blood in the water. They got the Pittsburgh Steelers next. That's a winnable football game.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's just it. And then to the NFC East, a division that certainly has caught off caught us all off guard. At least you and I. I mean, if we want to rerun the tape from Week One when we said it was going to be the dumpster fire of the league, I mean. Maybe they should have canceled the podcast on us right then. They're rich. I mean, that they was, should have. Uh, That uh, was a, that was one of our misses, Mitchell. <laughs> that was a great A miss. That was wide left. Uh, very much so, wide left. I mean, this Philadelphia Eagles Giants game was supposed to be the hallmark uh, of this NFC East, you know, division rivalry, and, and the Giants had an opportunity, and they just they just frankly look like they don't belong, Rich. Uh, I, this is just a downfall back to earth. They're 1-4-1 in their last six. But more importantly, the Eagles just continued their dominance. Um, talk to me about this Eagles team. I, are they your they your favorites right now? Have they risen to number one? Well, they've been number one in the power rankings for like, I don't know, six weeks or so, five weeks, something like that. Um,
2: so, yeah, they've been number one um, in the power rankings. I still feel like if, if we get an NFC championship where they see the San Francisco 49ers, Coming to Philadelphia, they will have their hands more than full. Um, it'll be a whole different ball game than what they've dealt with before. It'll be a whole different ball game than what they've dealt with that offensive line and the secondary defensively. That'll be the best defense they've ever played. Uh, offensively, that'll be the most dynamic offense I think they've played. And so they are playing as well as anybody in National Football League. Jalen Hurts looks like an MVP candidate still. I mean, more and more each week, he's looking like the MVP. The Giants, we we knew the Giants weren't gonna, you know, continue to to be on fire like that. Uh they're coming back to earth. But, you know, Daniel Jones, they still have hope, you know, but Saquon isn't seeing the holes that he was seeing earlier. They got behind early in this ball game, so then they stopped running the football. But Miles Sanders continuing to have the best season <laughs> he's ever had. Uh 17 rushes for 144, two touchdowns. It, it, he's the first thousand yard rusher for Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles. In a very long time. I mean, since 2014, and then you got all day, always open. AJ Brown with another touchdown, another one, and then Brandon Graham. Their one loss of the season, he blames himself. He had the play, you know, where, where, where against the Commanders, where he thought he didn't know he was down. They gave him the unnecessary roughness and gave him a first down. But today, three sacks. Turn back the hand of time and you continue to see why they're elite on both sides of the ball. They have so many big-time players who are just veterans, played the game for a long time uh, on the offensive line. You see Lane J- Johnson, um you see Kelsey in the middle. You just see veteran players who just know how to win. You see that defensive line has so many veterans. I mean, you you could go <laughs> you can go a who's who on that defensive line and you, you it's great. But
0: I you know, I mean, I'm not really surprised by the 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 Giants, you know, fall. Well, Jalen Hurts is really carrying the team as well. I mean, he's the first QB in NFL history with 10-plus rush TDs and back-to-back seasons, Rich. I mean, this guy has certainly elevated his game over last year. It's kind of starting to shape up with that MVP talk more and more. Is he? Does he have a legitimate shot this year? Is it still Mahomes yeah, I mean, and Allen's game? No, it's not Mahomes and Allen's game. I mean, we just talked
2: about Josh Allen. He threw for 147 today. I mean team 1 uh and and he played solid. He made the plays that he need to on third down. Some big huge third down runs, third and 10 putting his body on the line for his team. But you just can't you you can't overshadow what Jalen Hurts is doing. His team's record, how he's winning games. I mean, the first quarterback in NFL history to have back-to-back 10 rushing touchdown seasons. Uh and he's just playing, he's leading his team. It's not like he's a passenger on this train. He's 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 the reason a uh, big part of why they're winning these games, and passing and running the ball. He's just making plays, making the plays that his team needs. You've you got to appreciate that. He's putting his team in a position to win football games. Patrick Mahomes, three interceptions today. Three touchdowns, but three interceptions. So his stats are going to look great. They're going to look great in Andy Reid's offense, and he has all the talent in the world. He's going to look great. But there have also been games he's put his team in position to lose those ball games. So you have to take that into account. You just can't look at the stats and say, well, who has the best stats? It uh, looks like Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, whose offense is playing the best? If you if you put the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs, who would you expect to win that ball game? And I think a lot of people would have the Philadelphia Eagles walking out of that building with a win. I don't disagree with you. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win.
1: Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze.
0: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you did it? Ain't
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh,
0: the team that I thought, frankly, could take it in the NFC was the Dallas Cowboys. And today was a little eye-opening. I don't know if they just... Weren't on top of their game, you know, they didn't take this game seriously, but they got behind early. They did, they did come back and win, which is huge. Bigger picture here, though, Rich, is the call-out. Beginning of the season, Tony Pollard, breakout player of the year, does it again. 12 TD this season. Can somebody pay
2: this guy, please? Mitchell, somebody's definitely going to pay him. It's just not going to be the Dallas Cowboys because they're paying Zeke $15 million. Mitchell, so it's not going to be the Dallas Cowboys, but they're going to enjoy him while they got him. And they are doing that. But again, this is going back to the stat that got produced before the game. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are were 16-0 when Ezekiel Elliott has 15-plus rushes. And I look. And, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, 15 rushes, a touchdown, game winner at the end of the game. So 17-0 now. But Dak Prescott, uh, again, sloppy with the football. Uh, two interceptions in this game. It just doesn't, it, you know, it it, it doesn't feel as uh, solid as it, you know as you would hope for a team to be a leader and people are like why do you have them fifth in the power rankings because of that because it doesn't feel like a team that you're going to be afraid of it feels like a team that will run into the san francisco 49ers again and go home uh, it feels like a team that could run into the philadelphia eagles again and go home like it doesn't feel we you, you there aren't many teams that you you're like Hey, I mean, they may get out of the wildcard round. You would expect that. But if they just, that, you have to be very careful of who they play in the divisional to feel good about it. You don't feel good about them playing the Niners. You don't feel good about them playing the Eagles. So they they have, but they they can't be higher. You know what I mean? They can't be higher because they'll be a wild card team. So they'll be a fifth, sixth, seventh seed. So the best they can do is be the fifth seed and play the NFC South. So hey, okay, you got to the playoffs. You play the NFC South team. Maybe you get through them. You just, maybe it's the Carolina Panthers, and they give you a game, but you win. Or it's your Detroit Lions, and they give you a game, but you win. Okay, now you're the fifth seed. Now you got to go to Philadelphia. You feel good about the the Dallas Cowboys with this team they have, with everything, with Dak playing the way he is, with Zeke playing the way he is, winning that ball game. You don't. You don't. You don't feel good that that good. You feel like hey, they're going home, and so that's why. I'm not feeling great about the Dallas Cowboys, especially after a game like this, but it just, it just confirms what you know. I mean, the the, the Houston Texans are still a National Football League team, but they don't have the most talent in the world. They're playing with a lot of guys who haven't played a lot of snaps in this league, and they gave them a game. I mean, they didn't want to win the game because they still want the number one pick. They don't want to give up the number one yeah. pick. They want, to, they, want to, they want to come close to winning, but let's not get crazy, guys. <laughs>
0: Rich, do you think the Dallas Cowboys in the event they sign Odell Beckham Jr. Is that does that do it for you? Does that tip the needle a little bit more in their favor for you or just more of the same? I I, I well, first
2: off, first off, I don't think they have a chance to sign an Odell Beckham Jr. with with the information that they leaked. Like they're leaking yeah. information saying he's not ready, his knees not ready. It was like a slander campaign on Odell Beckham Jr. when he got to doubt he had two other visits that we didn't hear a thing about. And then he got to Dallas and it was like, well, officials in Dallas are, are very concerned that his knee may not be ready this season. And, and yeah, we're, we're, you know, then you hear something about the Rams saying they wouldn't assign him in August because they, they got the feeling his knee's going to blow up. Like, you had so much nonsense coming out. You're like, like, who did he make mad? Like, who did he piss off? Because none of this information had come out, come out at any other time. It's like they're trying to lower the price for him. So I'd be really surprised if he goes to Dallas after
0: what happened when he went on his visit. We got a game tonight, obviously, the Chargers, and a big game this evening. Uh, who the heck are they even playing? I don't They're playing the about.
2: Miami Dolphins, the Tua Herbert. Who should you have picked, <laughs> Miami Tua or Herbert? That's the question everybody's been asking. It looks like Tua was in the MVP conversation. They're taking That San Francisco
0: game kind of brought him back to earth a bit, Mitchell, but this will be a big win for him. The AFC, I want to I start in the AFC and just talk about this playoff picture here. Obviously, we talked about it last week. The Buffalo Bills, if they can win this out and have home field advantage, that tilts heavily in their favor. Right. Vaughn Miller is now out for the season. You know, I, how much is that going to truly affect the way they play ball going forward? Because he, he seemed to be such a difference maker for their defense. I
2: don't know, Mitchell. I, I, I don't know. All I know. Is that they do not want to see the the Jets again they don't want to see the Jets again like if they get to the playoffs in the first round and the Jets come to Buffalo it'll be a dogfight it, it won't be a very uncomfortable game for Buffalo even at their home stadium. uh I think they made some mistakes Buffalo made some mistakes. I think that's going to be a ball game, but they need to hold on to the one seat and you know they look like they're in control and if they do that they'll you know I mean there's a number of teams they could they could have if they hold on to the one seat but there's a small chance that they have to play the Jets again. And, you know, I just don't, I, I, I'm not blown away by them like we were early in the season. Early in the season, they looked freaking like men amongst boys and they were dynamic. No. They were dominant. You talk about Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs. You talk about Josh Allen, leading MVP candidate, their defense playing unbelievable. Von Miller making all these plays. they linebackers. You talk about all the other pass rushers, uh, Russo. Um, And then, uh, you, you get to this part of the season, and you're looking like they're very mortal. They're very mortal. They're very beatable. You talk about the Thanksgiving game against the Detroit Lions. It, it took everything for them to win that game at the end, closing seconds. Um, big, big plays by Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen. But, again, you felt like they'd been mortal for the past maybe four or five games. And going into the playoffs, that's not what you want to see. You want to see hot. You want to you see, like, the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to see streaking. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers streaking. You got teams that are getting hot the the Cincinnati Bengals streaking yep. like teams getting hot at the right time teams you do not want to see like how comfortable are you as the Buffalo Bills playing the Cincinnati Bengals in the second round of the playoffs are you as confident no you're not you're not feeling good about that can your secondary stand up to that, that that onslaught uh offensive onslaught that they have that that's questionable their defense is also playing good football their offensive
0: line playing better than they have throughout the entire year i mean it's crazy And that's the team I was waiting for you to to bring up. I mean, this Cincinnati Bengals team is just replicating what they did last year, but they seem to be, you know, more so on everyone's radar because they proved that they were a real team last year. This team, you know, they're coming on hot. And to me, they look like the surest thing in the AFC. I don't know, you know, if that's going to prove true, but they're certainly not a team you're going to want to see in the second round of the playoffs. That is without a doubt. On the NFC side, you know, the, the top dogs are pretty well set. I mean, we know, we know the Vikings are going to win the, the NFC North. We, we believe the Eagles are probably going to win the East. And the Niners look like they'll run away in the West. The South's just an absolute shit show. But beyond the Cowboys, these last two spots are completely up for grabs. Who do you th- see taking the final two spots in the NFC? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting. That tie, that weird tie
2: between the Giants and the, the Commanders is going to definitely yeah. going to come into play. I think uh, you know it just depends on which Seattle Seahawks team shows up this Thursday against the Forty Nine ers. Because if they show up like they have the last couple three the last couple weeks defensively, uh, they may get run out of their own building. But uh, you know, I think the Commanders, you know, with Heineke, are a dangerous team. You know, the very dangerous team team with nothing to lose a gunslinger at the quarterback position, defense has enough playmakers on that D-line to, to, to put fear in anybody's heart, and they're running the ball really well. That's where, where it's scary. You know, you got Scary Terry on the outside. You got enough playmakers. Like, they're playing their best football, and they're fearless. They have nothing to lose. They feel like they're playing on house money. A team like that is a team you get in the playoffs. And remember, I remember a couple of years ago, Heineke played against Tom Brady, and they had their hands more than full in Washington. They found a way to win it on their way to a Super Bowl win. But I, I would not want to see them. if they, I think they have a chance of getting that seventh seed. Um, and, of course, the Giants, you know, I think it's going to be
0: between those two. Well, Rich, we got a great game tonight. Um, this concludes week 14, uh, our Sunday. Uh, it's hard to believe it's already 14 weeks into the season. Uh, but, Rich, I'll let you sign us off.
2: Well, again, we appreciate you joining with, with us this week 14. We're heading to week 15. We got a crazy Hall of Fame guest next week. So you're going to want to be tuned in for that one. I don't know many interviews that he's done uh, since he retired, but it's going to be a classic. See you then. Hit the sub button if you're new. Mitchell, it may have something to do
0: with your Detroit Lions. He's coming out at the right time, Rich. I'll tell you that much.
2: All right, 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 right. I mean, it, it, I would say they may get him out of retirement, but no, Mitchell, he ain't coming out. No, not, <laughs> not for Not for them. See you next week. The volume. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win unbelievable
1: when you get travel perks with amex platinum you're part of the action that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with amex
0: hey guys back at the playground again huh